forgot to start recording. So is true. Anyway, all of that content is is uh is good. Well, anyway, was, continue was, with your story. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good call so far. It was uh it was a uh, it Fucking was eight. a uh, it was a boring fishing story. I remember we started there. No, you were you were talking about uh, the best singer in Kalamazoo. Oh, well, well, yeah, and so this guy's killing it. And he starts playing um, uh, Jimi Hendrix Watchtower yep. with this singer and this guitar player who was like channeling him. Uh, channeling it Jimmy. Was, huh? Yeah. It was powerful. So powerful. I, I wept. It was that beautiful. I swear to God. And it, and it was just such a such a great occasion to see a new band that just knocked me off my feet. Um, yeah, isn't that nice to uh, to see new new content? And they're doing these. Uh, they're doing three of these uh, one you know four hour gigs throughout the winter. Next one's in January, I think, and they try to attract. You know, there's a thousand people on their mailing list. And at this event, there were, you know, it wasn't a huge bar. So 40 people, if they're worth 40, looked like mm -hmm. the place had scattered attendance. I didn't walk in and think it was empty by any stretch. Uh, but it didn't it didn't hold out. And, and when you went up, you realized that the entire front of it, which was all picnic tables and where otherwise could be a a huge dance floor, but there still was a dance floor. It was that big. We're all empty. And um, as I consider the organization, the question that I have for an association with a thousand people membering list, what, what, how are you not getting across to your members that coming today is important? And one of the things that we really need you to do as a member of the organization, you got to make the effort. You got to come out in order to keep the blues alive. We've got to make every night that we have an event like this standing room only. That's your job. That's the only thing you have to do is come and listen to blues. There's no other requirement to join. That's it, though. Yeah. You know, and you don't charge them 20 bucks. You charge them five. Get a percentage of the drinks at the bar. You know, take the cover charge. That's when you get them. Get the money away. That's the thing you can do. You can, as a musician, you can ask for a percentage of the drinks. Yeah. Okay. News, news to me. I, that's not my yeah. not my gig. Um, so good. <laughs> most most bars would say, uh, uh, "You heard the expression, go fuck yourself." Yeah, There's, <laughs> them's my percentages. Just yeah, give me a number. Okay. Anyway, um, so that that was that was great fun, and I, I listened to them play, you know, uh, five tunes. I I couldn't tell you that, and one of them was uh, Almond Brothers, which they just blew out of the park it was uh it was great stuff great great stuff so dennis yes is there any chance at the risk of boring us that we could 
talk again about uh, your 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 hacking issue. And I want to know the solution because you didn't actually tell me how it was resolved. But uh, because I'm a dumbass and I wasn't recording before. Uh, okay. So let's, let's tell me what happened morning, last week. Get up in the morning, turn on my computer. Woke up this morning. But I don't know. No. Da, da, turn on my computer. Da, woke up this morning. Don't turn computer on. A voice started calling. Danger, 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 Will Robinson. Danger. This fucking woman's voice saying again and again, your security of your computer has been compromised. Do not turn off your computer. Call this number. Call Microsoft. And on the screen, it's flashing Microsoft and an 800 number. And this voice is loud coming through my computer. I didn't think to fumble with the volume on it, whatever. I just said. That must be terrifying. It was terrifying. Especially, was terrifying. had you had What's coffee that? yet? Or were you still uh, I like groggy? I had my, yeah, I wouldn't sit at my computer open up without a cup of coffee. Oh, well, that, but that, it, that's, but that's, yeah, and yeah. probably my second cup. Because uh, <laughs> my first cup, I usually I sometimes sit in the dark and ponder my existence before we get into the day. Um, before your computer starts so yelling at you. the alarm blaring and Microsoft and the 800 number, I got in my phone, called it, and, you know, guy with an Indian accent, you know, very professional, this Microsoft going to help you. Yeah, I've got this thing. It's going, flashing your number. Yes, and, and, you know, what's your name and this and that. And we go through the steps, and I'm – I'm, I'm, so, uh, I gotta tell you that I'm not, I, uh, even though I've told you the story, I think this is the third time that when I was younger, that I was Mr. Gullible. Did you remember this? That, that, yeah. that they, I won an award of, I won a little scholarship from a guy named Joe Gullo, who was this very well-known local Italian, uh, American businessman who gave away a scholarship to the local community college. And I got it. And it was, you know, it was like 275 bucks, whatever, which right. back in the day was maybe like a thousand dollars or whatever. Sure. And, and, and it was called the Joe Gullo award. And so I, because I was in fact <laughs> gullible, I just, I want to believe that I have a good spirit. I'm just believing what people tell me. I don't assume <laughs> they're going to lie to me, but the, the, the famous, the, the most infamous event was when, a friend of mine came back from vacation and said we were down in our hotel in Florida and I jumped in the pool and a fucking barracuda bit me and he lifts up his shirt and he's got stitches and, and a scar and I'm like, holy shit, man. Are you kidding me? You know the story. That was a prior episode. No, I don't. But they, I, they I, don't, I don't recall that at all. Yeah. Well, you, I, it was a story that I've told, and you, and you, and you. But anyway, because I won the Joe Gullo Award, they made fun of me, and they called me Joe Gullible. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Which, That's so which good. Stuck, I mean, they called me this for years, for years. Yeah. Now, this these two Indian guys in their apartment don't know this, right. or maybe they do. Maybe one of my friends talked and right. said, you don't believe anything. Right. <laughs> you know, no, I, I, I think I think that's very basic, like, psychology to skip. Because most people are terrified of their computers. Well, uh, to begin with. 
when you when you when you watch an uh, a normal person, I'm going to say because uh, to me, not a technical person, uh, use a computer. They are super scared to click on anything wrong, and they're worried that if they click on something wrong, then everything's going to just blow up and and be and and be bad. Uh, <clears throat> so it's so easy uh, to if to say oh something's wrong warning warning and and that immediately throws 95 97% of people into like oh my god the com- the computer's doing something i don't understand help me an interesting and, uh, the point that he asked me his name it was one of the points no, that i he, noted he, that seemed out of out you of asked place. you asked him his name or, uh, but yes, I'm sorry. So hold on. He asked I, me my age. I, uh, I want to, when did he start controlling your computer? Early did you call, on. but you called him and he said, okay, go and he, download this software. He, yes. He said, okay, go this, do that. And I did it. And, uh, did exactly as he said and typed it in, typed in the letters. He was walking me through it. I was his robot. I was his dummy. And you I were was doing exactly him- what he said, right? Yes. And, uh, and it seemed reasonable to me. It's exactly what the Geek Squad would do when I'd call them and they would, and I called, like, and I will tell you this, let me jump to the end of this a little bit because as I grew more and more suspicious, when he, he said, check your, let's check your Gmails for anything weird. And while I had control of my computer, I could see that, that his, uh, uh, screen, he was controlling the screen, but I could right. too. Right. And, uh, uh, and looked and I said, no, there's nothing weird here. I've seen everything. I checked them this morning. There's nothing there. And he said, what about the spam? And I said, no, no, there's nothing there. And uh, then look at your phone or something. Yeah. Side. Well, and, he, uh, yeah, he, he said that you're that you told me that he said something like, I think your phone is hacked. Let's have a different. At, at one point after call. after showing on the screen that uh, some some illegal someone broke into my computer, downloaded illegal material at 3.30 in the morning the night before and then evidence by looking at another test that it was from a remote site and then a history of the remote site's access to my computer in the past, like, you know, six hours and all this evidence of somebody had control of my computer, which, which of course, as it turns out, I gave to them, you know, right. What, exactly. What, what, what the, so as soon as I spoke to you and I'd already gotten them off the line and as I, I dodged a bullet by not giving him any, uh, information that, uh, uh well, the, you did, you did really well by, um, uh, okay. You did you did poorly by not immediately being like who the fuck are you what's your name uh, let I me call them. let me call yeah but like what's your name let me call you again uh, and specifically choose to talk to you by your name uh, that would have been good we got there but also we got uh, but also That's exactly where we got to so I've been in a similar situation with 
Apple because I have a Mac and they, um, they, I reached a point in our customer support issue where they didn't believe me that what I was telling them was on my screen was on my screen. And they said, uh, we need, it's not that they didn't believe me. It's that they wanted a, like a recording so that they could show their technical people that this was a, this was a thing that was happening. Uh, and they, they did instruct me to uh, install a thing that let them very, very importantly, uh, it let them move a cursor around my screen, a mouse cursor, but they couldn't click on anything. They couldn't do anything. They could just, oh. they could just point at where they wanted me to click, uh, which I feel is a much safer, assuming that that's actually the limit of what that is. But that feels right. to me much right. safer where they could well, be like, a, it, 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 here's, here's a image from that, that, that call is that, uh, when, uh, when he and I said, you know, he says so. No, no, uh, no. Okay, fine. You confirm. No, no strange Gmail. No strange spam mail. Whatever. And uh, now let's check your uh, your your bank accounts as you uh, indicated that you do online banking. And uh, and as I if, said, you, as if someone doesn't. And I said, and you, I said, and you want me to go online in my banking while you're on my screen. And he said, well, it's important uh, for us to, you know, customer support, blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And uh, he said another thing, blah, blah, blah. And I said, listen, let me be real clear about this. There is nothing in the world you could say right now that would give I love me that. any trust that I am going to open up my accounts while you're on. Give me your name. Give me your number. I'll check. I'll call you back. And, uh, and he said, well, go ahead. He said, go ahead, you know? And, uh, and he said, and, and I said, well, you have to, you need to get off my computer. And, yeah. uh, and he said, he said, oh, it, yes, you're, you're, you're cut off now. And while I'm looking at the screen, I see movement with like uh, a, a quick touch of a cursor or something that I knew that it, it wasn't me. I wasn't touching the cursor. Right. <clears throat> and I said, I thought you said you would uh, locked that you would locked out of my computer. Oh, let me, let me check. Let me, let me double check. He said, well, you are now. And I said, well, that's what you said a minute ago. So name number, and I'll, I'll be sure to call you back. And uh, and then the drama of the the code number, uh, you know, which was like right. And fuck? as I recall, you did really well in in understanding that you should not go on your computer to your online banking. That if at all you should look at it, glance at it on your phone. Uh, but which I wouldn't do that either. But this the other thing. The other thing I'll tell you is that when I uh, when I got off the a phone with you and I called a geek squad, which is my, uh, uh, annual subscription for all my technology in the, in the house. Right. Um, he offered to go ahead and, and do the cleaning, the review and the cleaning online. And I said, no, um, I'm not comfortable with it being online. I, there's some kind of malware in my computer. I'm not turning it back on again. It's well done on now. Dennis, it's not well on done. now. And, 
And he, he said he started to give me another point in that direction. And I'm sure it was about the fact that I'd have to drop it off. It would be days. But I never let him get that far because I interrupted him. And I said, there's nothing you can say right now that's going to make me not walk into your store. So give me an appointment. Yes, sir. I'll get right there. Can you do today and this and that? And I went. And uh, and uh, and a shout out to uh, to uh, what's his name Justine, who was who was efficient, and friendly and communicative, and uh, told me it wouldn't be any earlier than Saturday, which was a complete surprise that it would take that long. Uh, right. And uh, as it turns out, I got a call by the technician that uh, the, the very. Not the next day, but the day after, which was Thursday, Friday, I believe. Friday. And so I had it back uh, for my, uh, what I thought was, <laughs> well, that's a story offline. So so what do you, what do you think they did? He told me, he said that they scanned everything that was in my computer and they found uh, spyware and evidence that it had uh, gotten into my computer and, and how that happened. And uh, and because they knew that, that's what I told them. And um, they erased all that. They found some browser stuff that was going on that had been running nonstop. And it, it was just kind of a come on thing that, that you look for a fix and you get charged. And they wow. improved the speed, therefore, you know, and... Um, and there was no charge. I mean, it was all part of my annual thing. So I was clean, and and they and and they called it spyware. I mean, I I thought, well, that's exactly what the fuck it was. Exactly, that's exactly what it was. But you know, the it's but I mean, think of this. I'm, I it's true. I've got the Joe Gullible history. Yeah, it's so you got to be really careful um, about receiving an email so there 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 are these uh viral scares that go around the internet of just by opening your email you're going to uh get this particular virus uh that's not really that's not really true what you don't ever want to do is have someone send you an email with an executable file in it or download an executable yeah. because someone sent you, hey, go run this thing. It'll uh, it'll be cool. Um, and download a thing and then run it because by executing an, um, an executable, uh, you then are uh, potentially... And little by little, uh, Windows has gotten a lot better about this, but uh, they... Like it's still going to pop up a thing saying, "Hey, this cool thing that your buddy sent you needs to uh, needs permissions to do this and that." And if you give those permissions, then potentially it's going to install a thing that lets other people that like starts listening and pinging another another right. server on the internet, right. and then you can get in trouble. So imagine when. When this dude tells me that it appears your phone has been tapped, and on the computer screen, there's all these telephone numbers listed, the long numbers, whatever sure. they are, and and uh, in the far right column, it's it's like status, right? 
Right. And, and, and it says listening, 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 11 times in a row. Listening, all, all these listening. 11 people are listening to you, right? No, it's listening at, o- over different times. And it's like, yeah. I, and as I was so confused. And, and exactly. They, just, they, 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 they give you that barrage of, uh, but, of but, information. But imagine and, the, the cycle. When, when, when I started saying to them in a, in a voice that was kind of panicky because it was driving me nuts, right. was, will you please help me try to shut this down? And said, try to use your computer volume or whatever. And uh, I, I found it, and I can't recall whether it worked or not, but then it shut off. Right. It just stopped. And that's, and what, that's when they got me because they were my, they were, they helped me, they saved me from a chaotic situation. I was so relieved. I was so grateful. I was so glad to have professional help. Right. To make sure that that torturous beeping and man, I think they call voice. that negative reinforcement. Uh, my father listening to this will perk up at that. But when you, uh, when it's, when you're rewarded for removing a negative stimulus, uh, is well, and yes, that's called, so. and that's a perfect example of that. In fact, indeed, a perfect example. And so, so it's the all computer you're all... was clean. It cost me nothing. It was a trip to the store. Um, I I was uh, a victim, and uh, I could have but been a you, much you worse came victim. Out, you came out relatively unscathed, like because uh, I believe I I want to say. Except for the, you know, the slight emotional the, the turmoil trauma. of Jesus. Am I, here's the thing that you think when this happened. Am I really this fucking stupid? Am I really this stupid that I would, you know, and this is the thing. I go to Microsoft, of course, to their website, and I'm looking at reporting on my phone. I'm looking at reporting, right. uh, uh, you know, theft and all this other shit. And... Uh, 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 the first two things it says, these are what you need to know about Microsoft. Number one, we will never ask you to call a telephone number. And two, we will never have an alarm at, we'll, we'll never have a, uh, alarm on your computer. That's the first two things. Well you know done, why, Microsoft. Why? This is the, why I feel stupid. Are you kidding me that I didn't know that? No. Is that, is that like a, is that, what? I didn't know that. Uh, no, you're not guilty of, of, of that. You, your computers that you normally trust uh, scared you. And that's what, what you did really well was uh, noticing, oh shit, they're actually talking about money at some point. And yeah, shutting yeah, it down there, right. because and you know, and I, it's like there's no way that I was going to go with uh, you know like credit card numbers or anything like that. It was headed. I I was gullible enough to succumb to their initial psychologically uh, uh, Manipul- manipulative, very uh, effective. 
Mm-hmm. Very effective. And in fact, textbook effective. Textbook sure. effective. Oh, they have, you know, they have run. be the person that takes the pin out of your neck and you'll be ever so grateful. You can trust me. Nice I'm job. I'm helping you. I'm your friend. I think it's a thorn out of the paw in Aesop's fables, but whatever. It's a needle in the neck. <laughs> it's the servant with the sepulcher. Needle in the neck. That that's a possible title. Uh, we, so well well done on on that. Um, well, I, I just want to reiterate uh, because I've told you twice, uh, but not recorded. Uh, that the typical scam on this is where they like lock up all your files and w- ask you to pay some Bitcoin for that. Uh, oh. The uh, there's actually so one of the one of my favorite podcasts that is no longer around uh, had an episode. They they used to do uh, interesting stuff about uh, tech, but. Uh, they used to have these segments where they called um, super tech support, I think, where uh, where they would have a listener or someone uh, call in and say, hey, I had this weird problem. Can, can you help me? And then they would like use their extensive uh, investigative journalism uh, money to go and actually investigate what was happening. And there's one episode, gosh, if I can find it, good luck, future Eric, uh, on post, uh, I'll, I'll include in the show notes, uh, the, the description of a time when somebody got, uh, got this call and they, uh, the, the, the journalists actually got like, you know, Imagine this happens to you, and and you tell me, and I have uh, extra extra budget, and I fucking go to India and I find the call center where these people were calling you from, and I confront the actual person that is that is that was talking to you, and I and and we talk together about what this whole scam is. Uh, that's what this uh, what this podcast several episodes were, uh, but. I'll try and find that. It's called Reply All. It was a, is that a, a documentary recording of that, or is it a fiction? A, a, a no, no, no. It's no, no. It's real. It's real. Uh, they they actually sent somebody there, and they had a hard time tracking the person down, and then they had trouble meeting with the right. person. Anyway, it's a it's a fantastic uh, story to follow. I will try and find that. Um, right. Well, and and I I kind of have a sense of where it might have where it might have come from initially was that there was a scammy ads for clothing that when you went and there was this really uh, outrageously beautiful uh, leather uh, vest, outdoor vest that was like 60 bucks. I double clicked on it and it ended up taking me to a site that when I did a review of the site or my daughter did a review of the site first, and it came up with bad address and not to be trusted, this and that. It was from China. And um, and and then I tried another. I, I found the vest again, and it was another ad, but it, it took me to another Chinese-oriented thing that was bad. One of those two times. Are you allowed to say oriented about went, the Chinese? Huh? 
one of those two times might have been if I might have been in a vulnerable situation. I don't know. I Vest, don't know. Your problem is vest lust. I'm on what? Your problem is vest lust. Yes, vest lust. <laughs> well, I, I I just felt invested. Indeed. Uh, so, uh, also last time when we were going to record before your computer got locked down, uh, literally. So, uh, before we were going to record, I was going to go out, uh, on a date night with my lovely wife and we did that. And I told you there's a chance I might not get back in time or whatever, but then all this happened and you had to cancel. Um, which is good because I didn't get back in time. Uh, but just before that, going out for dinner, uh, I was told by my boss that I was fired from my job. <laughs> and it was just like, it was wow. It was a bittersweet moment because you knew the end was coming, if I, if I understand. You weren't shocked, but you were surprised. Well, yeah, exactly. I wasn't shocked, but I was like, okay. It's this it's like, this already. You might have come. It's like I it's didn't this already. It quite today. I didn't, I didn't think it would be today. <laughs> right. But it, it, it was so well reasoned about and thought about. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like you, the, you had said, I think that's beautiful that you, your corporate, your, your culture, your corporate culture, was so uh, uh, it was one of the main reasons, of, as I recall, that you liked open and transparent in what they were doing, and they handled it well. And so you're a big fan of the way they fired you. I just think that's really, I think that's really. <laughs> I am. Good. That's a good example. You are. So you were the, proud of the way they fired you. Exactly. The the analogy that I that I that I've come to reason about it with is, um, so with with startups, uh, the general term is having runway, and what that means is you have enough venture capital money uh, to make it until this date. And then if you're not, if your plane is not off the ground by that date, then you're, then you're in trouble. Uh, but another metaphor is you've got venture capital and you're flying and you have fuel, uh, but you need, un, you need enough fuel to keep, to keep flying. And my metaphor for what happened at my company was, um, like we could have gone for another three months and then hit the ground really fucking hard. Or we could, uh, you know, uh, remove the heavy a couple heavyweight salaries from the plane, and then glide the a little bit a little bit further. The we, yeah, the weight and the weight and and then the glide. The weight of a, gold, in fact, isn't it? It's the weight of gold. They do they do pay, pay me in 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 uh, gold <laughs> coins. Bullions. Yes, is uh, that what they're called? Bullions, or is yeah. that what you put in soup? Both, I think. Uh, huh. Some surprise you don't know. Indeed. Uh, and so, uh, and so, in order for the company to 
glide to either disaster or or pick up growth and actually fly, uh, it's better to take a bunch of weight off the plane. Sure. So, it- so yeah. Uh, and since then, that was last. That was a week ago. Uh, hey, since then, hey, hey, bro, too heavy for liftoff. Too heavy for liftoff. I know, man. My salary's so fat. I can't. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, that happened. Uh, me and another and another guy. Uh, we're told, well, me and two other people were told. And they, um, and they said, come come to the door of the airplane, you two. You may hold hands when you jump out, but know this, that the uh, little uh, umbrella we're giving you, which is a nice little, uh, it's actually not bad. We're sure you will land on your feet, and uh, and then you, uh, you, you proverbially, you, you had no choice. You didn't jump as much as you uh, looked around and knew that you had to take a step in Indeed. that direction. Indeed. Uh, and so uh, in the past week, uh, so the day, so I took a day to uh, digest that change of life. Um, <laughs> uh, my wife was confused because when I told her, I was sort of smiling and <laughs> and she was like, why are you why are you not sad about this and it wasn't it's not that i'm not sad like i would have loved to for that company to continue to exist but also it's like i feel okay about my prospects like i'm going to land on my feet right and, and and you did the right thing by taking this company and and you've made such a strong impression on them i mean right. there was some communication that they that in the future like it could be the soon future is they want you to help them with what happens to them next because they know your marketability and they're thinking this motherfucker's a lot more marketable than i am yeah so there there's there's so there's a uh, so yeah uh, however uh, to be clear, uh, the previous company that I worked at, where when I left them for the for, for the job, for the yeah. cur- for the current place, they said, uh, "Look, man, anytime you want to come back, our doors are open. You know, come back whenever you want." Uh, and so I, I emailed them amongst other announcements, and I said, "So I'm I'm looking for work," and they were like, "Yeah." Uh, the economy sucks. Like we laid off some people and we're not hiring anyone. Uh, so, uh, good luck. Uh, yeah, which right. is, which is uh, totally expected. Like that's of what course. I expected them to say. Um, and those, those promises of, Oh yeah. You know, when you have a, a good time somewhere with strangers and they're like, Oh yeah, anytime let's get together. You know, there's, that's sort of vacuous, but whatever. Uh, so anyway, in the past week, I've had 10 interviews. 10? I think. Seven, oh seven, eight, nine, ten, something like that. Uh, <laughs> you're, and just, you're just trying to make me feel bad. It's kind of exhausting. <laughs> uh, so I've, 
and and oh, you're something. You are something. And there were like there were like two of those where it was clear that we were a mismatch, and right, and we both knew it, and it was like, okay, let's let's not do this. Bye. How uh, long did those last? Uh, well, uh, some of them, some of them longer than others, but you know when you eventually like. <laughs> It's a shame. So, I have this pet peeve of uh, of real estate ads that don't immediately start with how many bedrooms there are in the house. And I think job ads should immediately start with the salary range, because, like, I I can rule you in or out based on based on that, or you can pique my interest uh, based on based on that. But if you're offering half of what I've been making and expect to be able to make again, right. then why are we even talking? Uh, okay. So, <laughs> so there, there's, there's, there's that. Uh, but, uh, however, even, even so I still like, I still like, uh, to a small handful of, of numbers. Uh, I appreciate going through those, sort of interviews to see what that market is like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, uh, it's, so for the ones that are, that are nice, I've been saying yes. And by saying yes, that turns one interview into two or three other interviews where they say, okay, well, let's talk, let's have you talk to this person on my team and this person on my team and this other person on my, on the, in HR or whatever. And so, the the interviews are sort of um, multiplying like uh, like troubles on on Star Trek, but uh, I'll I'll survive. Uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, in the in within a month, I will have more information on my destination as I as an employed individual. But uh, at the moment, it's it's kind of thrilling to be so up in the air. Like, yeah. it's, it's like, well, and, and you're blessed with the, with the certainty of employment. And so yes. it's not a matter of if, if it's not in your lexicon, I mean, it's right. It's I already have, of, I already have yeah. really lucrative offers that, uh, that are not that appealing. Yeah. Right. That, that right. like, right. that I could totally, I could totally accept. Uh, right. So, the push came to show. If you, right. you, you're, you, you're such a marketability that you never really needed a plan B. Yeah, and this frustrates the hell out of my wife. She's so jealous <laughs> of, of this. Jealous and, or envious? Well, is there a difference? Mm-hmm. Quite a bit of difference. Explain, Mr. Catholic man. Envious means, uh, wow, that's really great what what you can do. I wish that would happen to me. And jealous would be, why the fuck not me? Interesting. So jealous is like envy plus anger. Yes. Got it. Okay. I'll, I'll accept that. And it could... And, and could Envy, not to be confused with jealousy, and like jealousy, that could end up moving into a direction of payback 
or of or or of response. Whereas envious is more of a dream world. It's like, oh wow, wow, that's really cool. But you know, envious. I mean, it 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 envious has no ill will. Uh, jealousy does. Interesting. And it's uh, so jealousy is a problem. I'm not sure that. It, one would think that envy's, you know, a problem too, but not to the extent of jealousy. So, you know, aren't they both considered a cardinal sin? Uh, no, 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 no. The venial sin. Uh, there's a commandment: Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods, and thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. That's a commandment. So breaking that wouldn't. No, did cardinal did. sin. Coveting. Coming. Deadly sin. It's not uh, a deadly sin. What, uh, Seven deadly sins. Oh no 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 no! It's not. It's not. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, gluttony, lust, avarice, sorrow, wrath, sloth, vainglory. We'll have to click on that. And pride, vanity. Okay, so okay. Well, pride. You you, you passed the test. Oh, Congratulations! I feel like you'll. You can. You can. Pres- going off. Like, I passed the test. Here, do you need? Do you need control of my computer? You can proceed to the next uh, interview step. Oh uh, God Almighty! God yeah. So God. it's it's been, uh, and it's also kind of. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of fun to not know. Like when you when you have a full time job, you can assume that next month is going to probably be going to be like this month. Uh, but to have a break and be like uh, next year, who hell, who the hell knows what next year is going to be like? So that's that's kind of cool. Um, cool in a uh, I have an amazing parachute and I'm going to land somewhere safe. Well, and way. you're 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 in a position for instant negotiation and, and calm over the upcoming Christmas holidays because by then you will have it with options narrowed down each to the to the great benefit of your family and yourself uh, so, or if not having made the decision by then I would imagine I mean there's no when you snooze you lose I know that for sure Yes, sometimes I, I take a nap and then I and then I've lost. Uh, the interesting you bring up the holidays. So when my uh, economic uh, uncertainty was presented, uh, the um, the immediate response was. Okay, well, we can't possibly repeat what we did last year of going to the Canary Islands for Christmas because that was expensive. And now we need to be looking at closely at expenses. And also, we just spent a fuck ton on our yeah, house renovation right. and stuff. Right. Um, and yet, a couple of days went by and uh, plans were made. And it seems that we're going again to the Canary Islands, to a different <laughs> island. Uh, you better. For you Christmas. Better. Right. So suddenly, I better get a goddamn job. Your standards of, of total compatibility have gone down 
two notches where you'll say, well, I'm not sure I exactly like everybody who's been involved in this, but I'm willing to give it a shot. When's my first paycheck? <laughs> exactly. So it seems, it seems that, uh, just before from the 24th to the third, we're going to be, uh, uh, down South in short sleeves and, uh, yeah, good for you. So we're uh, we're we're staying here as as we usually do, and it's 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 yeah, holidays are hard uh, for us and with with family with family and 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 whatnot, and but joyous and you know quite the celebration is it, and um, with my youngest uh, expecting. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, Yes, and, uh, and 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 I and I will only tell you uh, how poignant it is that she had the nickname of the of the little girl growing inside of her is Zuzu from It's a Wonderful Life and Zuzu's Petals. Don't know if you know all of this stuff about that movie and Jimmy Stewart. And his, his I keep meaning to watch that movie every Christmas. Daughter, I mean to watch that movie. Zuzu comes home from school and and uh, uh, she caught a cold because the teacher gave her a flower and the, the petals fell off the flower and she didn't button her coat because you know she was trying to protect the flower and Jimmy Stewart and his his hysteria about losing all this uh, money at the bank is addled uh uncle lost in the in a fucking twist of fate he 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 had, he's outraged and at one point he he calls the the teachers on the phone with his wife and he grabs the phone from his wife and he says ah oh, so you're the one who sent my kid home with a flower with her coat open people like you ought to go to jail and and his wife is all panicky and ends up getting punched in the face by that teacher that oh, teacher's husband later later in the program but here's the here's the scene where when he calms for a second he goes upstairs to see Zuzu after this terrible phone call and very quietly sits on her bed and says, oh, honey, you don't feel well. And she says, daddy, my flower, the petals fell off. And uh, there was the flower and the two petals. And she, he picked them up. And, and, and when she wasn't looking, he took the two petals and he stuck them into his vest pocket. And then, and then handed her back the flower and said, now it's all fixed. And she said, thank you, daddy. And, uh, and the scene ended. Well, here's the thing that happens is that when he jumps off the bridge to kill himself to get his insurance money, he's thinking of jumping off the bridge. Spoilers. 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 Yeah. He, he ends up jumping in to save the guy who is his guardian angel. And then he learns from the angel what it would be like for him never to have been born because that's the last thing he says on the bridge. Oh God, he prays, but I wish that I had never been born. But then he sees the angel in the water and he jumps in and the angels, Clarence says, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now here's your life without you. And that's the whole movie about without you. Well, when he recovers, 
and he and all the magic happens. He reaches into his vest pocket and finds in there two petals, Zuzu's petals, and nice. it makes him giddy and scream out Zuzu's petals, Zuzu's petals. So that's 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 the uh, that's the uh, imagery behind a uh, little uh, my my uh, emergent granddaughter. What number grandchild is this? Three. Three. And the third 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 girl. <coughs> wow. I I think our friend Jacob's kid is named like Azure or something, but they call her Zuzu. Oh really? I don't know if it's related to that at all, but uh, yeah. well I don't know of any other thing that Zuzu would bring to mind this was in the 1950s it's yeah originally black and white uh film and uh we watch it every uh christmas i'm gonna i'm gonna try and watch it this year for the first time because uh i know it's an important thing and in my culture and there are references that i don't get uh because of it uh so i have a I have a fun little uh, game for us to play uh, for our final uh, moments here. Uh, this this is a um, who do you do you know what Generation Z is? Gen Z. Yeah. It's I guess it's people. Uh, it's defined as people born between 1997 and 2012. Uh and it's uh so the the it's a it's a six question quiz about how gen z people talk do you ever interact with any gen z people uh we'll see we'll find out no but but do you do you have yes any? yes okay uh all right so uh here's here's the first question uh, your gen z colleague reacts to something you said with a skull emoji. Uh, what is this per- person likely conveying? Your options are laughter, the end of life, destruction, or Halloween. A skull emoji. Destruction. Okay, uh, that is wrong. The answer is laughter because, oh my God, I'm dead. You killed me with that joke. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you ready okay. for the next one? I got it. Maybe I'll be, maybe I'll get better. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, do you know what Slack is? Do you use the application called Slack with anyone? Uh, I don't know. It's, probably not. It's it's no. I mean, if you don't know, if if, if the answer is like, I don't know, some then Slack. No. Uh, Slack is a is a is a communication tool between teams in companies. Uh, So I'll replace that with email. Um, You assign your Gen Z colleague a task on email and send a sentence uh, with a period at the end. What is risky about this message? Uh, One is Gen Z hates Slack or email. Two is Gen Z only reads messages that arrive via email, or Gen Z might interpret the period as a mere suggestion versus an assignment, or Gen Z might interpret the period as a sign of anger or coldness. Uh, 
Any idea? Whoa. The last one. Uh, that is actually correct. If you if you ref, if you put a period at the end of your message to to a young person, that means that you're like here. This is final. Here, like this is final. Fuck this. You know, take period. this. Yeah, period. It's, it's like it's like if you put the word period at the end. Because they read the punctuation mark out loud in their I head. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so good job. You're one for two. Uh, here's number three. You say you're going to be out of pocket for a week. Your Gen Z colleague is confused. Why? Have you ever heard out of pocket? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I use it all the time. Okay. Uh, they One, they think your clothes are out of pocket. Uh, dumb answers. Uh, they assume you're lost or they think it's a warning that you're going to be wild or crazy or they think you've run out of money. Uh, the last one. They think you've run out of money. Yeah. Uh, it's actually that they, they think it's that you're going to be wild and crazy. Back at, I was leaning that way. I, yeah. It was awesome. It's close. It's close. I, I got that one wrong too. Uh, so four of six. Uh, you send an email to a Gen Z colleague asking the person to complete a task. Uh, you add a smiley faced emoji at the end of your paragraph. You don't emoji much, do you? Uh, yeah, I do some. Okay. Uh, your gen, you put a smiley face emoji at the end of your paragraph. Your Gen Z colleague becomes worried. Why? Uh, A, your colleague doesn't want more work. That's super offensive. Uh, uh, B, the emoji makes your colleague think something is wrong. Uh, C, the emoji makes your colleague think you're happy that there's more work. Or D, that your colleague hates emojis. See, your colleague thinks that you're happy that there's more work. Yes. Okay. The actual answer is that uh, your colleague thinks that you think something is wrong. <laughs> Gen, Gen Z often finds greater nuance in different smiley face emojis than older counterparts. Uh, the range of different smiley faces offers a diversity in, in the level of enthusiasm a Gen Z person might express in a text-based message, but. The plain smiley face on which some services automatically converts the colon in, in close parentheses uh, to a smiley emoji doesn't emit much enthusiasm and could come across as passive aggressive. Jesus Christ. Okay. Oof. Anyway, uh, five of six. We're almost done. Uh, your Gen Z colleague responds to something that you said with a painting nails emoji. Are you familiar with this uh, yeah. emoji where you're painting nails? Um what is this person expressing? Uh, number one, it's time for a manicure. Two, your colleague is suggesting sass, pettiness, or nonchalant confidence. Uh, three, your colleague is extremely bored and has nothing to do. Or four, your colleague's nails chipped. Two. Your colleague is suggesting, is suggesting sass, pettiness, or nonchalance? Yes. That is correct. Well done. You're going, the Gen Z is going for a non-literal meaning of the nails emoji. The manicured hand could have several nuances, including some sorts of sass, but 
if you're doing your you're doing your nails and not caring about what else is happening. All right, number six of six. Your Gen Z colleague responds to you with the word "slay." What does this person? What does this person likely mean? Have you heard the word "slay" in no. young people? Uh, it means go kill something, or you got killed or beaten by something, or kudos, awesome job, or defeat the dragon. Kudos, awesome job. Well done. You've you've slayed. You've done well. You you slay Bay. Three say. of six. You're so, the shit, man. You're, you're the shit, man. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, so, as some Zoomers might say, your result is mid, meaning mediocre. <laughs> you got enough right to generally understand your well, Gen Z colleague. It's to me that you're surprised that I did as well as I did. No, I think I think I I think I got I might have gotten four of six, but I think I got three of six. Uh, so anyway, uh, this quiz will be put in the show notes for you to for any listener to quiz each other, even though we just told the answers. Um, so I I uh, I'm, I'm, I'm <clears throat> I actually I gotta tell you this <laughs> is that when I looked at the weather report for tomorrow. And it showed that the sleet and rain and shit that's coming Friday wasn't going to hit till Friday. And that it was going to be 30, it was going to be above freezing, 35, 36 degrees here. Right. But more importantly, up in Baldwin, I thought for a moment that I was going to get up tomorrow morning and go fishing again. <laughs> to the same spot I was. But it just, it just won't fly. It just won't it- fly. It won't fly fish. The, now, did we uh, talk on record of my trip or not? No, your 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 fishing oh, thing was, so, was off record. So I want to I want to I want to say this to you. You've, have you seen the pictures? Correct. I have seen the gorgeous fish photos. So that you've sent. the close up headshot of the steelhead, which is so brilliantly rose colored, is that not stunning? I don't find fish incredibly beautiful, but uh, yes. I didn't say fish. beautiful. I don't want you to... I'm not turned on. Kiss I don't want you to French kiss my fish head. <laughs> I, didn't. <laughs> You're, I didn't expect that much. I don't want you to have a relationship with the fish. It is it's beautiful. Just, yes. It's, the, the, you're talking about the pink one? Rose, actually, but yes, pinkish, yes. I, it yeah. seems to me more rose than pink, but very, very brilliant. There's another one I'm looking at now where uh, some of the dots are red and some aren't, which is yes. kind of a cool look. That's a, yes. a close-up of a brown trout skin. So these are fish that are temporarily laid upon the ground before being chucked Yeah, so the, the routine um, is when I, I – the way that – some of these fish were too big for my net. I'm sure the fish are like, hey, selfie time. Oh, God. Well, um, you know, here I am fishing in this drift, it's called, as you would imagine, where I'm fishing from upstream to downstream, letting my line drift. And I had went to a lighter line because when your line is so thick that the fish can see it, they're not going to go after it. But if it's lighter. So I went to a lighter line, went to lighter weight, 
And as it turns out in this drift, I was catching fish two or three out of every six or seven drifts again and again, including the biggest steelhead I'd ever caught, which was 28 inches. And when I had him, when I had him, he was, I could see how big he was. He's in front of me. This is, this is a hole that 20 feet from me is the shore of the other, of the other side of the, the, of the creek, of the river. And there's a hole in front of me that I'm just throwing in front of me. I'm calf deep. If I take a step forward, I'm thigh deep. If I take another step forward, I'm tit deep. And then I think if I stepped tit forward deep. again, I'd be neck deep. That's how big the hole is. So deep that you can't see in the bottom of it. It's all just dark. Right. So this huge fish comes up to the surface. And I say out loud, I'm the only fisherman in the whole river. The only one there. And I say out loud, this is the one. This is the one. Because it's the biggest, and this is the one I've been looking for all this time. Not, And I've been fishing this river for about three years, and I had never caught uh, the one. And uh, and as... It's just as, so romantic. As it was, it wanted to run. And so I knew that it was too big for my net. And so I said, all right. And I said out loud, I'm in no hurry. And I let the fish run a little bit. There's a thing called a drag. You know what a drag is on a fishing pole where when it's open, the line goes out freely. When it's closed, it goes out uh, slowly right. or not at all. Yep. But if I, I have what's called a conical control, which means unlike a lever, it's a series of ball bearings. And so it's, it's instantly responsive to the turning of the dial. And I've gotten good enough with this thing where I can let that fish run away from me. And when it gets to the point where I don't want it to go any further, I can very slightly tie down on that. Very, very slightly slow the fish down and stop the fish. And that fish then is held in spot running against the grain of the river, which is rushing down right. toward him or her. And it's at that resting point that I say, okay, you're resting. And I start to reel in and I reel in. And when I reel in a little bit closer, it'll take off in the other direction. I did this for about eight minutes. It went upstream. It went down the left of me. It went to the right of me. At one point, it was in water to the left of me between me and the shore that was so shallow that the entire upper half of the fish was out of the water. And the fish swam by me at such a lightning pace in this, you know, in two and three, four inches of water. And it circled back into the deep water and it went all the way around me in a circle. And, uh, and trying, to one, wrap, trying to wrap the, the, the wire no, around, no, around your legs. No, trying to escape. There's, to there's not like if-then scenarios <laughs> in a fish brain. It's, it's simply it's such a good flee. It's such a good metaphor. For you know, it dating it is, or but for like, the fishermen, you got to be careful about going around in circles. You've got to be nimble. But anyway, here's the here's the here's the story that I love. Part of the story that I love to, to to tell is that there is a there is my younger brother Timmy, who's the who's the master fisherman of the group. He's always said to me, when you get a fish on and you know that you've got it in the head, meaning it's fair hooked, and you you've you've got a, a pretty good chance of getting it in. Make sure you've got a great chance of 
of getting it in by setting the hook a second time. When you've got a big fish on and you know that you've got it hooked well, pull it again, yank it again, so that whatever hook is there goes into the bone or just goes deeper and you really got them. And in this case, because I had what's called a dropper, which you might be fascinated by this, but it's a second fly. So I have a fly line, and at the end of my line, there's a little fly. I might be fascinated, yeah. I take literally two feet of line, very light line, and I tie another fly to that line that's smaller than the first one, and I tie that top of that line to the hook of the first fly, and it's called a dropper. And when the line with your little bit of bead, your little weight, and the first fly go into the current, it swings with the current. Below that, that dropper has its own current because it's lighter. Yeah. And it's now you've got two, you're covering twice as much water um, because you've got this. And because double it's, fly. Two feet lo- it's two feet long and lighter, it has a completely different swoop. And so different swoop when that line stops in the current set the hook it's stopping for one of two reasons it's either hit a fish a fish has got it in its mouth or it's hit a piece of or you've hit something but because i know we know Mm -hmm. me and the fish know that i've got that drift with the weight right and the length of the line right and I know where the one impediment is on the bottom, a log that's there that I can get snagged on. When I know that's right, I can cast it correctly and pull it in correctly every, almost every time. Almost every time. The fish knows. And, and here's, here's, here's the thing, man. This is like do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. So I notice Are you hunting as sharks? I'm fishing and I'm, I'm hooking some fish, that my line on occasion appears to not just moving with the drift, but just a little bit faster. And oh my God. I see that. And so when I see that it's going faster, I set the hook and I catch a fish because what made it go faster was a fish had it in its mouth and was swimming, swimming at almost the exact same speed of the right. current, but a little faster. I hooked fish three times in a row because I noticed that it was going faster in the lip, in the mouth, including the most beautiful steelhead I've ever caught in my life, which is the subject. He is the subject of this of this uh, image of this rose colored head, which I don't again. It's a beautiful fish. It's a beautiful relationship with it. It's about color. I will put that in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash. Well, show them the big, show them the big fish as well. The, 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 the fish of the, the one that I'm talking about with the bright colors and the picture of that alongside my fishing pole is to me the most beautiful shot of the bunch, even better than the bigger one, which was more, which had a duller color to it because it was several years old. Okay. I'll include more than more than just one. Uh, although my what I want to be the uh, show art for this episode was the email that you sent of this is what I'm going to 
retire as or whatever. Oh. With, with it. <laughs> you know, no, you, you said me in two years. And it's this this old guy in a with a walker uh, in the river uh, with a fishing rod. I think that's. Well, let me let me tell you a story about that that picture. Is that uh, as I was waiting. Did you take that photo? No, no, no. no. As I was waiting for the uh, for the podcast to start, I, I sent that picture to my brothers, my three brothers, my fishing brothers, right. and said uh, Salmon River colon 2043 period and it said uh uh which one of us is in this picture which which, no which which one of us is in this picture of the future and uh and obviously (laughs) i didn't write this because it's self-evident and i didn't want to be macabre and i almost wrote which one of us is left. Right. <laughs> but it seemed too awful. And I thought, well, no, don't be awful. Let them, let them ponder let them that. Fig- they, figure that out. Yeah. If they want to, but it, it was, uh, it's a beautiful image, by the way, it's a real picture. I'm sure it's not a, it is, it'll be, in, it'll be, uh, the, the show. Uh, <laughs> I ended up, you know, the last hundred or, 75 to 100 yards to my truck where I felt like I was dragging my leg for like a fucking Frankenstein movie because my hip was so so bad. You know, I I caught all these fish. Now, imagine that in a four-hour span, and I wanted to, I started this story to tell you about how you keep the fish fresh and, and alive and, and as healthy as they can be. Well, well, well I, hold on. Uh, I have a question about the, the double, the double fly thing. Oh, 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 oh. when I, when I well, yanked I, on the big fish, well, well, but, but hold on. Uh, have you ever caught two fish with the yes. two flies? Yes. I've caught wow. two rainbow at the uh, Tanicoma river in uh, Branston, Missouri. Okay. And, uh, and just a quick story about that is that there was a bend in the river where my brother Mike and I fished and every, you know, comfortable number of feet, uh, there was a fisherman because there were fish everywhere. There was the annual when the, when the trout were, when the trout were in in ample supply. My brother and I, imagine this among all those fishermen between the two of us, we caught over 125 fish in under three hours. And at one point, I had two trout on at the same time. Nobody else was catching fish around us. Nobody. I had a fish. I was standing in water that was calf that's, deep. That's one every two minutes. And there was a fish. There was a fish that was swimming, its head facing me, kind of up, up above between my two legs, And I slowly took the net and put the net in the river behind me. And then I widened my stance. And as I did, I took a little step toward the fish and it swam right into my net, between my legs and into the net. And I lifted it out and it was like a fucking four pound rainbow trout, (laughs) which which I say to all the, to all the, I'm counting my fish out loud. These people, these other fishermen ended up 
hating us, of course, because I yell out number fourteen. And and what I what we were doing was weird. People asking us, "What did you catch him on?" And we would say, "Boom, boom, 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 boom." You know, uh, 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 you know, the green, lure, the green lure between my legs. No, it was off flies. So green fly or or nymph this or uh, uh, scud, which is what we were using. And and scud is a little animal, little 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 bug. That grows on the bottom of rocks between the the this proverbial rock and a hard place, and so when when the when the the the, the rocks are disturbed at all, and anyone steps on them, the scud and the moss and everything else that's in the bottom of a river, you know, little rot leaf or whatever, but including these live creatures, rise up in the water in a cloud. Right, and when the fish see that, they swim into it, and so what we have are flies that look just like that little bug. It's about the size of a of the Jefferson's head on a dime. It's no bigger than that. It's real tiny, and okay. uh, we're catching fish all day long. And we got a dropper on, whichever it explained to you what that's like. But I digress. That's a different story. But anyway, with this big trout today, here's a couple of quick things. One is that when I give it the Schrantz yank, taught to me by young master fisherman Tim Schrantz, the yes. second hook of the dropper went into his fin. And I had him double hooked. <clears throat> and I said out loud, you're not going anywhere. I've got all day. When I brought that fish in, that fish was so tired that he was laying on his side, just tired, not hurt, just tired, and brought him in, got him partway in the net, put the net in the water, dropped it, because I've got a extension cord thing, uh, like a slinky sure. tied yeah. in my net, and grabbed it by the tail. Put him in the net, and this is what I do with every fish. Keep him in the net. They're never out of the water. And... Um, take the hook out while they're in the water, get my camera out, turn my camera on, put my pole where I want to take the picture, have the fish free and clear in the net, swimming, doing just great, wanting to get out of the net, put it up in the bank, take the picture, put the fish in the water, fish swims away. Fish swims away. And uh, uh, and these fish so big would not fit in my net. I had the net. Imagine this. Now, you know, a seven-foot rod in my hand with a reel, and from the end of that, you know, there's fly line on it. It's usually a bright color. You've seen it in pictures and whatnot. And from there, there's a leader, and it's the what I call 10-pound test. It's, it's as long as the line, so it's seven-foot long, as long as the pole. Seven-foot long, then three-foot from that, a fly on a lighter line, and then two feet from that, another fly. So you have seven and three is 10 and two is 12 feet of line out. And imagine my little three, you know, what is my arm? 36, 34 inches and a seven foot pole and twice as much line. So I'm reeling past the fly line so that the clear 12 pound test is in. And at that, it's still so far away. I have a net in my right hand. My solution was to put the pole in my left hand, put the pole behind my head, cruxed behind my head yeah, with my left hand. So with my right hand, 
extended into the water with the net, which stupidly doesn't have an extension handle on it. When I stand up taller and move my head back, right, the fish comes closer. Yeah, but then your arm also goes further away. But uh, except that it's it's higher and and uh, it's not quite okay. uh, as you would imagine. It's 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 a combination of both, and it does bring the the uh, the the fish closer. But here's the final point. I'll That's stop. a lot of it's math. A ridiculous story yes. is that when I've got this big fish on. It's causing such a commotion in the river, in that hole where I'm fishing, that I see three or four of the biggest fish I've seen ever swim in and out of that hole, darting off up the river, darting back because it was what they're chaos. scared because there's commotion. Yeah, and the 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 mo on these fish, these uh, steelhead, is that they move from hole to hole. They move to a hole, they stay there, they eat, they see what they can find, and they go to another one. They're constantly moving right. because they're so hungry. They've got, to, they've got to look. And so they're the ones that are susceptible to what I'm, what I'm throwing at them. If, they can, if it doesn't look any different than them to any other piece of material that they want to eat. Right. The thing to understand about trout is that they don't so much as like strike at it like a bass would do. When you're fishing for bass... The, they're very aggressive. They go after it. They'll jump right out of the water after your fucking shit. Right. These instead, they're breathing it in. They're, it's in front of them. They're, they're swimming toward it. They're breathing it in. They're seeing what it is. They're going with the flow, so to speak. They may be moving downstream with the same exact speed. They suck and on they your fly. breathe it in and they try to swallow it or they don't. And what you got to do is while they're testing it is you got to set the hook. It's not a strike. It's not, a, oh, man, that fish hit. You know, it's not like, wow, that one really hit. No, it's, it's I got one on. That's what it is. I got one on. I got one on. I got one on. You yank and then the double, and then the double yank. So isn't that pretty metaphorically similar to what this Indian guy was trying to do to you, where there was like a bunch of commotion in, in the yes. water and you got all scared and he tried to yank the thing but then when he was pulling you closer to the net you uh you got away squirmed squirmed i you know this is what i did man this is what i it's perfect analogy imagine a fish that weighs uh eight pounds it's a big big fish it's 28 inches long okay okay the girth is like 18 inches 16 inches around it's big Dennis is gesturing uh, for those of you that aren't on the oh, video stream. And it jumps straight out of the water and tail dances. Yep. And when they're up like that and they tail dance, what it can happen, you hope not, is that that movement throws that hook out of whack, which is why before they tail dance, you got to make sure you give it the Schrantz yank, the double yank. So when... So when they were asking you to go to your bank uh, website, you started dancing on the water. I was, in fact, a tail dancer. And they covered up. They looked at each other in their uh, scuttled, uh, you know, unremarkable hotel room. Right. And, and, and did, the, uh, did the sign of a fish. It's getting away. So... 
just one super uh, nerdy uh, correction. You said something about the size of Jefferson's face on a dime. Uh, yeah. It's actually Roosevelt's face on the dime. Which Jefferson, Roosevelt? Franklin. D. It's not Jefferson. Jefferson's, on, Jefferson's on the nickel. Because of his haircut. Oh, that's right. Then nickel. That's right. So well, just next time you tell the story, just yeah. try and try and improve a little bit. You it's, know, each uh, time you can get better. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of room, plenty of room <laughs> for improvement. Well, it's been it's it's been I a remarkable it. it's been a remarkable hour and a half. Well, it was an well, hour and a half, yeah. but some dumbass didn't press record, so we lost the first twenty minutes. Yeah, so managed, you know, I managed to tell the same story twice right and you know now that i'm unemployed you know patreon.com slash happy hour would be a great place to help help out a, a, a fella who uh needs help so uh lovely talking to you again dennis and hopefully we will do again next week is probably the last time of the year because i'm heading to the canary islands so yes well uh, make sure you get that job bro <laughs> you want any surprises in that bank account? You just indeed. better say yes. Indeed. I'll indeed. try it. I'll try it. You know what you ought to ask him? I want a signing fee. I want right. a fucking percentage up front. And if and if and if I can get my friend Dennis on the payroll too. Oh. That'd be great. Do it. Hey, you know, I I I uh I can sell shit. You are very convincing, especially I can sell stuff. to fish. I can sell stuff. The fish are very convinced by you. They need a resident fisherman, like a resident poet. I mean. Indeed. Indeed. And show that they got this other thing. It could be a philanthropy. That's it. A fishing philanthropy. And they fund me to fish. I think. We support conservation. Yeah. I think. uh, I don't know. 50 grand a fish. I think. I think you're. Some, 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 yes. Yeah. To begin with, that's where we start. <laughs> All right. Okay, that does it for episode number 169. You can find these show notes at happyhour.fm slash 169. There are also photos of the fish that Dennis caught. Beautiful, beautiful fish, especially the pink one. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash happy hour. At the Gin Martinis level, you can watch a video. My camera also malfunctioned on this episode, but you'll, you'll see. See you next week.